Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. It is Tuesday. It is the 17th. I am already at my job. It's about 6.44. So that gives me, uh, let's see, 20 or so minutes to do a brief introduction. I guess today will be the day that I will do these videos or do these um, audio files and um, parts rather than what I've been doing the past couple days. By the way, I still have to upload what I recorded yesterday. So that's the reason why um, the last actual video uploaded was Sunday. All right. We got nosy white people who walk around this neighborhood. Um, They see people like me and uh, they get a bit nosy, but it is what it is. Um, Tuesday, man, I got today, ladies and gentlemen, and I got tomorrow and then Thursday and Friday. I took a couple days off, a couple paid days off. It's nothing like staying home and still getting money for it. So, I told you guys that I was going to dedicate more time and effort into the podcast Thursday. And I was planning, I'm not saying this is a definite, but I was planning on doing a YouTube video, an actual video with my face talking about a topic Friday. But we're going to see how this all works. Of course, like I said, I'm at my job. Really don't want to be here. But another day, another dollar. Here I am. I'm not even sure what I will talk about today. I usually don't just randomly hop on here and uh, freelance. Of course, I'll have a topic. Like, for example, I think yesterday I talked about what made me uh, turn red pill or what brought me into the direction of the manosphere and more specifically the red pill. Um, Old broads, okay? past relationships, sort of connecting the dots to what a lot of the content creators are talking about when it comes to dealing with a lot of modern day women. We know about the 304s. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams with the uh, 304s, which are hoes. So if you put 304 in an old calculator and you flip it upside down, it will spell ho. That's what a 304 is. Um, The mindset of a lot of these women is they are very materialistic. They have the highest expectations. They have the lowest value by themselves. This is why... They always go after the men, right? They have no um, real interaction with men besides sex. 
And these women understand that what they have is something that can be used against men. Well, mostly against simps, and that's their vagina, that's their sexuality. When a man can strip a woman from her sexuality and pretty much analyze her actions as a person rather than just an attractive woman, I think that's, in a way, that's what the red pill almost does. So when you see women, it's almost like when Neo finally realized that he was the one when he got shot and this nigga just popped back up and he started to see the numbers he started to see you know the matrix uh image of just numbers and shit he started to see that the things around him was simulated and he was able to um pretty much manipulate the world around him or manipulate the physics and the laws around him meaning he can dodge bullets he can stop bullets he can do all this crazy shit when you realize what it's pretty much all about when it comes to the interactions with women towards men you see that it's about financial gain you see that it's about your status and what you can bring socially to her life it's as I said financial money something that you can financially secure her with right and it's the looks so the women who backtrack which pretty much is the only way I can describe it as they talk about and this is what a lot of feminists do too it's no different they'll talk about how bad men are they'll talk about men are trash kill all men you'll hear this from women and you won't you won't just hear this in random places on the internet you hear it on tiktok these are the same women that if you looked at their past relationships they were all with very masculine um alpha alpha like men but she wasn't able to keep that man Possibly because of her own ways. And we talked about this several times. We talk about pair bonding a lot. We talk about this a lot because it goes along with the relationships, even dating to a sense. And what happens is, let's see if we can do a quick search here. How about that? Pair bonding and humans. Pair bonding is a behavioral and psychological bond between two mate, two mated individuals, and is rare among a non-human primate. Humans also engage in social pair bonding, where two individuals will form a close friendship that does not involve sex. Marriage may be a consequence of pair bonding and vice versa. I'm going to read that again, and now I'm going to explain why I'm going through this. By the way, that is just from Wikipedia, pair bond. Pair bonding is a behavioral and psychological bond between two mated individuals and is rare among a non-human primate. Oh, yeah, primate. Humans are also engaged in social pair bonding 
where two individuals will form a close friendship that does not involve sex. Marriage may be a consequence of pair bonding and vice versa. All right, let's get to it. Let's get into it. Pair bonding. When a woman is just out there, right? When women are just out there sleeping around, partying, getting wasted, living her best life, as she calls it, she is ruining her opportunity and she's ruining her chances to pair bond. That means her chances in finding a partner long term is pretty much stripped because her mind is everywhere else. So when these women, they get their hands on a guy who may be a worthy guy, she will not notice, she will not um, understand, and she will not be able to process the fact that this is a worthy guy because of all of her previous relationships. Now, going into marriage, these women ruin even more so the chances of them being married because if you can't pair bond, you can't find a partner uh, who you can have behavioral and psychological connection to, then you will just be a sex object. You will be a thought. You will be what is seen on, t- uh, on TikTok and YouTube. You will be this degree of women. Uh, going into psychology, the social pair bond is a strong behavioral and psychological relationship between two individuals that is measurably different in psychological and in emotional terms from general friendship or other acquaintance relationships. Uh, humans also have sexual pair bond, both hetero and homosexual. So getting into the personal or social pair bonding skill it would just be uh, going to a new place and participating in a conversation and you and another individual can be the same sex uh, have a general interest in the same thing so you guys form a bond a social bond this of course like I said close friendships things of that nature even acquaintances dealing with the psychology and by the way that's from psychologytoday.com I should go through it again with with the psychology portion of it the social pair bond is a strong behavioral and psychological relationship between two individuals that is measurably different in psychological and emotional terms from general friendships or other acquaintance relationships so that's the bare minimum of what pair bonding is on a social level. That's just communication, common interests, things of that nature. And then more into the deeper relationship aspect. It is it is essentially the, and I'm going to go through another one, Science Direct. Um, a pair bond is defined as a specific Mutual and enduring preference between an adult male and female, potentially leading to reproduction. So now you have the social pair bond, where the social pair bond is your foundation of friendships and other acquaintances. 
you have a more direct or you have a more direct attraction level pair bond which is more into the psychological aspect and then even deeper you have the pair bond that leads up to reproduction so pair bonding is very important so if these women strip their ability to pair bond then you will find even more low value women you will find more entitled women you will find more women that lack self-accountability okay This is just freelancing. My freelancing skills are sometimes better than if I have a fucking topic. It's funny because I don't have a topic today, but I'm just going off of pair bonding to make a point into the deeper uh, depths of what long-term relationships become, right? So in a long-term relationship, you go past the stages of talking and knowing one another. In a long-term relationship... You may begin to bond. You may begin to um, combat with one another on different things. And in the long run, you generally find out if, hey, if this is the person I see myself with for the foreseeable future, is this possibly a person worthy of marriage or am I just wasting my time? Okay. Now. A woman who is incapable of pair bonding, what she will do is reverse everything. So anything that is going on in her life that prevents her from getting a guy, a worthy guy, she will blame on men. She will turn her attention to men instead of that image that she looks at every day when she puts on that clown makeup in the mirror. We're just being honest here. We're just keeping it in the book. No disrespect, but fuck the bullshit. When women are incapable of pair bonding, what also happens is she becomes even more promiscuous because she doesn't understand, like most women, they don't understand true love. A man, in a lot of ways, he may understand true love, he just doesn't have it or he's incapable of finding it. But we understand what true love is because the man's love to, towards a woman is a lot different than a woman's love towards a man. See, a woman love, a woman's love towards a man is almost her desperation. It's her depending on the man. Oh, he does all these good things for me. I love him. He takes care of me. He pays the bills. It's nothing too emotional when it comes to love with a lot of women. And you would think it would be opposite, but it's different with men. We have love for our animals. People, a lot of guys who have dogs. You know, dog is a man's best friend, as they say. Their love can go from an object to a living organism easily. A woman's love towards a man is dependency. Look at the household. This is the perfect example. And there's nothing wrong with this, but I'm, I'm making a point out of it. Look at the household. The father is the one who's who would be traditionally responsible for the money being brought into the house, the bills being paid. He's bringing home the bacon, right? He's bringing home the dough. And 
the children depend on that father because they get to an age to where they understand he is positioned as the provider. The wife obviously depends on him because she's taking care of the children, at least traditionally. Today, the court system takes care of, takes care of the children. Section 8 takes care of the children. Wit takes care of the children. But at the cost of the male being incarcerated. You see, a lot of people don't expect me to bring up a lot of these topics, a lot of these subjects, but I have a good I have a good idea on what's going on. When you look at the marriages and 80% of the divorces are initiated by uh, women, then you would understand why a lot of guys would choose to back away from the ideas of marriage, especially if these are guys who have things going on and they're making a good amount of money. They have careers. They know that if they be get if they become married or if they get they get married, they can become financial targets when the divorce comes. And if there's children involved in that marriage, the courts are going to automatically side with women. They will automatically side with women. It does not matter. This is why you got a lot of stepdaddies out there fucking up because they were idiots for signing the birth certificate. So regardless of their biological and there's cases where women sign the male Signed the stepdaddy's name on the birth certificate without him even knowing. Right? So if things go wrong, that guy is connected to that child that isn't his financially until that child is 18. But the women always talk about things for them are unfair. They have the ultimate advantage and they don't even know it. They can get pretty much any job they want. It's just they they rather not. They rather follow the female celebrities, the OnlyFans chicks. They rather go online and make an ass out of themselves to try to get a name for themselves to try to get money in their pocket. And I remember talking about this a while ago where you're going to see a lot more females come on YouTube as if they're traditional, as if they know about the red pill and and it will become a pattern. And a lot of guys can point out the behaviors, the connections, and see the chameleons coming a mile away. This is only for the people who are red pill aware. There needs to be an awareness when it comes to the the red pill. And y'all got to know when to be in that mode and to not. When you're in that mode, you're in that zone. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody tries to tell you some bullshit, some blue pill nonsense, you got to be willing to control um, your, your, your fucking, your reaction to just tear them apart with logic. This, it also comes down to this with women. I see through a lot of the bullshit now, so I don't look at them the same as I did in my little blue pill Disney dynamic uh, Disneyland fantasy I didn't I didn't I didn't pay attention to those things like I do now now it's pretty much I look at most women as 
human beings with a childlike facade. Like a lot of, and if you look at these women, they can be 18, they can be 28, they can be 38. They all have a childlike attitude. They act like children or they act like teens, like preteen, rebellious, anything that they do, there's nothing wrong with it, but they'll always criticize you. They'll always tell you um, what they expect from you, but you have to take them as they are. It's almost like how Christians communicate. I hate to bring this up, but we are going here, there, everywhere with these uh, weird random topics today. With also uh, information, I was able to pull up some topics. So I am proud of myself for the first part of this entire episode. When you spend so much time in the game, you almost don't understand what's happening. You almost have to become a spectator. You almost have to be one of the audience. You almost have to blend in to really truly understand something from another person's perspective or from another angle or, you know, people know what I mean by that. When you, when I was interacting and communicating with women and, you know, sleeping with a a few women here and there and whatever, I didn't get a chance to really pay attention to the patterns of a lot of these women. They all emulate each other. They're all copy and pastes of one another. They're literally all the same. Not exactly the same, but they all have the same attitude. They have the same beliefs. They have the same rebellious attitude when it comes to men. It's either men are wallets or men are just sex objects to a lot of these women. And like I said, it's all about these women trying to feel empowered. They want to be in control. So they position themselves as if they're men. Some of them will even talk like men. You know, they call each other women. They call each other niggas, black women. They love calling the black male a nigga a lot too, but when that black man calls her a bitch, she gets irated. She gets, she becomes irate. She becomes fucking possessed. But these bitches call each other bitches on a daily basis. Boss bitches, the main bitch, either that or she's a side bitch. No difference. The blatant hypocrisies, the blatant bullshit that occurs and the dumb shit that these bitches say out of their mouths almost reminds me that regardless of what year we're in we're always going to have that degree of females right now it's a alarming rate of these females coming up and I always bring it up they come up in broken homes they come up seeing their moms sleep around with a bunch of men because she's trying to live her best life the same way that a lot of these bitches live today with their three or four kids. If you even have one kid, right? If you have one kid and there's no father, you need to evaluate yourself and realize that in the long run, you are damaging that child 
and you are further damaging yourself. That child may come up and resent you because the whole upbringing when you're trying to get to know who the father is, she's telling you that your father ain't shit. Your father's in jail. Your father did this. Your father did that. And as they get older and they may reach out to that father, that father may tell a different narrative. Yeah, your mother lied about all that. Your mother lied about everything. Your mother kept me out of your life purposely. Your mother was sleeping around with a bunch of men and didn't want me to be in the picture because she knows that I don't have a fucking filter. See, a lot of cases, a lot more cases come up where these situations happen, right? It's it's obviously more damaging if you are a male and you come up single mother household your mom pretends that she's the father and the mother of the household right and especially if you have a lot of women in your family you are pretty much surrounded by that feminine energy you have no uh, masculine male role models all of your role models become rappers all of your role models become um, entertainers and people you can't really relate to it's just people you see with an image right and at the end of the day when that child that male finds out who his father is and finds uh, finds out all of the information because a he's old enough to understand and process it and B, because he seed through all of the bullshit narratives that his mother told him. He's going to resent his mom. But this is happening worldwide because these women, once again, with the strong and independent role. They're told that they don't need a father. That child doesn't need a father. And if that child's a female, then... <laughs> That child's going to pretty much grow up wild and out of control because that same women, those same women with that mentality are, like I said, with three or four kids still on dating apps, still trying to hook up with men, still bring men to the house. The men eat all the fruit snacks. You know what I mean? The men drink all the Kool-Aid. The men drink all the shit out of the sippy cups. A lot of these guys are ruthless. I don't even blame them, but I'm just saying these guys are relentless when it comes to that smashing off these single mothers and you're you're playing a dangerous game and that should be that should be the name of the second part like being with single mothers is a dangerous game you're at the roulette table because i ain't gonna lie a lot of these single mothers are attractive but they're already occupied they have liability they become a liability because they have liabilities. Their children represent their liabilities. And when she comes across a guy who she sees is worthy, she's not going to look at him as just a potential partner, but a potential father to a child that is not his. But we, as men, in a lot of ways, are taught to step up. <laughs> step up. Man up. Take the role of a father, even though you had no parts in it. Right? This is what the society has now taught men. 
and a lot of men are actually just trying to appease society, just like a lot of women. A lot of these men are clout chasing just like these women. A lot of these men have the thinking points and the talking points of these women. So it becomes normal for a lot of these men to just follow the crowd. Don't have your own opinion because if you say something that your group doesn't like, then you get exiled, you get excommunicated, you get ostracized from that group, from that tribe. And me, I'm like a nomad. I don't belong to a group. I don't belong to a tribe. I relate to race when it only comes to appearance. I don't look at my race as the brotherhood. Oh, this guy looks like me, so he's my brother. No, I don't believe that shit. And look, it's perfectly fine if other guys do. But don't look at me when I tell you that I don't follow that narrative. I don't follow the brother man narrative. You know what I mean? I follow... If you're talking about black power, I mean black as an individual. I don't mean black as a people. A lot of people, especially blacks, grown up um, being told to look for leaders as if these people aren't capable of leading themselves. So now you're being told that you are, are incapable of leading your own destiny. So you have to follow your leaders. You have to follow these so-called leaders in the community that do the same shit. No, I don't believe that. And because of that alone, I'm excommunicated in a lot of ways, which is fine. That was all part of my strategy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm not your, your typical nigga. I'm, I'm just not. The things that I talk about are completely different. And I pride myself in that ability to step outside of the traditional stereotypical conversations. Going above and beyond, going, thinking outside of the box, living outside of the box, communicating outside of the box, becoming a happy and content outsider of society. (laughs) I'm a functional outsider of society. My only participations with actual society is my job. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I go home. I smoke. I bullshit. I'll either come up with ideas for future topics or I'll just watch television, play video games. I don't have to be that guy who's out there and about. That's not my style. Never was. Even when I did go out, I'll go to the bar. Never went to a club a day in my life. Never planned on it. Even when I would go to a bar, right? I'd always be low-key. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go there. Me and my boy will go there. A couple drinks. You know... There's this one spot that used to be good, but it became just completely brainwashed. My boy and I, we showed up. We had the Trump hats on. I'm like, fuck it. I I had the Trump hat on. My boy, he had the Make America Great Again hat. And we were treated like fucking Third Reich 
uh, we were treated like Hitler's bodyguards at this motherfucking bar. But they used to have good wins. So we would go there sometimes already smashed because we were drinking PBR, drinking natural ice, drinking all of that um, garbage beer, like easy, cheap beer to get fucked up. And we would go to these bars and get these wings. They, they had banging wings. And we would, be, we would sit there for two hours getting like three fucking little carts of fucking wings. Like It was like 15 wings each. Niggas eating like 45 different um, hot wings, barbecue wings and shit like that. But even in rare occasions like that, I'm always aware of my surroundings. Like I'm not going to go somewhere where I'm not aware of the people or the activity. Growing up, before I end this off and get ready to punch in, right? I used to go to these parties coming up, right? And it used to be at the firehouse on like the other side of town, pretty much in the township area. More like on the outskirts of the the whole town itself. But it wasn't that far from where I lived at. And it would happen like every month on like a random Saturday. It would be this like corny little party, but it it was like for like young adults and shit, right? And I would go to those shits. And I remember going one night. This is, I was young. I couldn't even remember what age I was, but I was definitely 14, 15 at that time there. And there was this chick. You know, I'm over here talking to a couple friends that were there, and there was this chick in the corner. And, you know, she was ice grilling. I had to make sure that she was looking at me instead of anybody else. So what I did was I was slick. I went over and got something to drink and then peed back over, saw her still looking. So I said, fuck it. If anything, I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Because at that time, 14, 15, there's no game in me at 14, 15 years old. All right. These young kids coming up, they're on another level. But for me, 14, 15, it was watching Rocket Power and all, all this other goofy shit. It wasn't anything really with bitches. But I went over there. She introduced herself immediately. I didn't even have to really speak. I went over there. She said her name was this and that. I think it was like Samantha or some shit. And, you know, we started dancing and shit. You know what I mean? And, you know, she was, for her age, you would, like I said, I would, it would be disturbing to find out how young teen girls are today. They have to be absolutely terrible. Because there were girls when I was their age that were on the same level, but it was different. Like the sexuality thing wasn't really a big thing. But if you go to parties and like dances, a lot of women were like provocative in a way. You know what I mean? But we're vibing. However, a 15 or 14 year old is supposed to vibe with a chick. And she goes and gets something to drink. My boy comes back over and he's like yo who's that chick I was like uh this chick I just ran into whatever I don't really know her but you know I'm gonna see what happens he's like oh all right all right cool so she comes back over we dance some more she wanted to go outside for something went outside made out with this chick right we go back in I go back to my friends 
she goes back to where she was at. And then I'm talking to this dude. We're bullshitting, whatever. And I look over. And she's already fucking with another dude. <laughs> she's already making out with another guy. And I'm saying to myself, looking back at it, like, yo, that bitch has to be damaged. She has to be annihilated today. I, I would predict her future as being with five five different baby dads, six kids. The last, the last guy she was able to catch, so she was able to pop an actual child from that guy. But everything else is from different dudes. I can just predict it. But see, that's what it is. With the red pill, you're able to look back and go, damn. Like, that's crazy. The whole situation was insane. But the more you know, the more you grow, right? If you take this information to heart, you become black pill. You look at these women as demons. You'll look at the dating scene as just non-existent. And you'll have that attitude of fuck the world, nihilism, BS. Don't be like that. Keep it real, but keep it red pill. First part. More to come in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, to be continued. Jersey Judah, back, Red Pill Party Podcast, the continuation. The saga continues on this fucking cloudy, gloomy Tuesday morning. It is uh, 8.33 on the dot. First part, we talked about pair bonding, right? We talked about a lot of things, but mostly going off of pair bonding. Even going through psychology today, Wikipedia. Uh, the definition, what it means for a man and a woman, as much as the social pair bonding, which is uh, two of the same sex non-sexual uh, interaction bond and I figure just on the fly as I usually do the way that I've been doing I came up with this idea because I see a lot of women talk about this and I want to talk about it in my way the way that men would probably look at this so for the guys who are still in the blue pill world, they're still with the Disney fantasy, the Disney dynamic. There's somebody for everybody. Um, if I just find that special someone, understand that sometimes the person you want doesn't deserve you. Sometimes the person that you see and that you put in that category as somebody worthy does not deserve you. Sometimes. We look at people and assume that they are what they are not. And see, with these women, and I was on uh, YouTube slash TikTok, because we all know YouTube is TikTok 2.0. I was checking out this video where this chick who looked like Amber Rose, they all look alike. Um, this blonde chick with short hair, very short hair, cut, damn near buzz, sleeve tattoo, trashy look, trashy attitude. 
and she talked about sometimes the person you want doesn't deserve you and how she was talking she was talking from a place of hurt like most of these women they all talk through emotions they barely display much logic when their message is all emotional okay had to light my cigarette so what does that mean sometimes the person you want doesn't deserve you or really for most men who are in the red pill and understand how this works sometimes the person you want doesn't want you now a woman will say well she does he doesn't want me because he doesn't deserve me we keep it real and we keep it red pill over here no sugar coating no bs if you're a guy and you're making a hundred thousand a year it's a rarity but there are they are men with careers and who are career oriented and who have jobs and businesses and work for establishments that pay them good right when you reach that point you don't want your wallet to speak for you I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to say if you're making a hundred hell fuck it if you're making 60,000 a year don't allow your wallet to speak for you to these women when these women and when guys started to figure out what the game was all about it all started with that question the female asking the man how much he makes what does he do for a living this would be a yellow flag if that's the first to third question that you get from this woman And do this. If this ever happens to you, right? You answer the question. You tell her what you do. You tell her how much you make. You turn that question around towards her. And then look at her reaction. Because she's going to nine times out of ten look at you. Like, what I make doesn't matter. It's all about what you can bring to the table. I am the table. These are the type of women who have the talking points that I just described but in a female's perspective where once again going back to the first part because of her lack of ability to pair bond and find worthy partners she will blame the men around her she will equate what every man does to the 10 to 20% guys who are out here playboys living it up, sleeping with multiple women. The 80 to 90% men who do not have any of those experiences, yeah, they hook up with women here and there, but because of their position in life, they have to put in more effort. This isn't really about alphas and betas, because I'm gonna tell you something. And I'll give you an example, right? I was checking out a video on YouTube last night by a guy simply known as Killer Kev. 
Now, a lot of the old heads don't know who I'm talking about. One of the originators, one of the OGs of a particular organization that I won't mention on the podcast. Okay. He was talking about how it's funny that even a black woman who goes to college, a black woman who decides to educate herself, a black woman who decides to really go down, ten toes down when it comes to work ethic, they'll still deal with a hood nigga. They'll deal with a nigga that's completely opposite of them, right? A guy who's on the corner slinging rocks, a guy just trying to get through the day. An established black woman, an educated black woman, a strong and independent black woman, our queens, our goddesses, will still choose the hood niggas over the educated black men. Now ask yourself this question. Does education really change the perception or does it really change the outlook of that individual being educated? Because I know a lot of people who are educated in one thing and they pretend that they're educated in everything. And they usually look like jackasses when you challenge them on what they are talking about. When you tell them to be specific about a particular subject and stop bouncing around, they'll freeze up. Because a lot of these guys are used to bullshitting and manipulating people to get their way. Reminds me a lot of women, right? It's like today, I come in to the job, 7.15, 7.20, right after I got done recording part one. I knew that there needed to be some things done, but I knew it wasn't a lot. So I come in. And one of the areas that were planned to do, that we actually planned on doing today was already done by the guys who came last night or yesterday at 2.30. So I said, cool. Now, in my mind, I'm saying, yo, the supervisor isn't here. Just find something small to do. Like, you don't, you got the rest of the week. You got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to do whatever needs to be done. So this guy who I work with who technically is the head of the building but he's not ahead of anybody in particular he's just the head of that building he comes to me now telling me what we need to start doing and I don't have a personal problem with him I just don't like how he comes to me as if I'm his under I, I, like I work for him like nah He's like, yeah, we got to do this art room. And we did it. We did it yesterday, right? Because it was his brilliant idea to just go over it and do it half-assed without any chemicals. So I, got, I, I went, okay, let's do it. We did that yesterday. Boom. We spent the whole day pretty much doing that. And I already told him by the time this other guy comes here at 2.30 or 2 o'clock, I'm chilling out until it's time to leave. Y'all not gonna, y'all not gonna have me um, do all this extra shit, all this other bullshit. Nah, I'm not doing it. Meanwhile, the chick that works here, she just breezes through the hallways. She may carry a box or two, but she ain't doing shit. 
right? And in my mind, I'm like, wow. These people who work alongside of this chick, I guess they're used to her not doing shit. But see, me, I'm like one of those straight down the middle guys. I'm not going to take anybody's side unless what they're talking about and what they're doing is something that's, unless it's something that makes sense, I'm not going to just take sides to anybody. So I don't give a fuck if I come in, if I'm doing work, then everybody else in this building is doing work. But once again, this is what happens when the authority figure or the boss or the manager or the supervisor is not around. These people gain this superiority complex. Like, yo, you get you get paid the same like everybody else. Know your role. Know your position. But in the same way when it comes to relationships and interacting with these women, it's always the women who try to get the upper hand. So back to what I was talking about with the Killer Cat video. He was talking about how it's funny that regardless in a lot of black neighborhoods, these women who decide to go to college, educate themselves, get high-paying jobs take advantage of the position of the feminist and the feminine nature of today, they'll still go back to the hood niggas. They'll still go back to the corners because they live there and their mentality is stuck on that street corner. I think the best way to equate this is when it comes to like rappers, right? You hear a lot of these rappers who talk about making all of the money, fucking all the bitches, wearing all of the expensive clothing, driving the nice cars, right? And you think that, all right, that lifestyle is cool because, you know, you made something of yourself. Why not celebrate that? These niggas go right back to the street corners, right? To try and get a rep. They want to keep up with the streets. They want to keep up with what's going on. And these niggas aren't smart. They already make songs incriminate themselves. They always talk about their criminal activity and music. They hang around with dudes who they shouldn't hang out with because of their position. And then they end up getting caught up in some bullshit and they end up getting locked the fuck up. What these black women do is that they get well-educated and they get high-paying jobs to tower over the men, right? And by them towering over the men, they feel that they are empowered. They feel that they are superior. So they almost come back to the hood and they hook up with these men to try to almost like um, be the authority figure of these men. You'll see situations, right? Here's another scenario. You'll see niggas getting out of jail, right? Like, you're talking about dudes who's been locked down five to ten years, right? Sometimes even more. 
they get out of jail and they already have a bitch lined up on where they're staying. They stay at these bitches' houses, rent-free, nothing. Don't have to bring anything to the table besides dick. So these women who get these huge positions, they don't necessarily upgrade their surroundings. They don't upgrade or they don't upgrade um, they don't upgrade their surroundings and they don't upgrade their situations. They'll be well educated and still a hood booger through and through. Still a hood rat through and through. That's why when you go to a lot of state buildings, even if you go in Jersey, you go to um, DMV, you'll find loud black women in the front counter. These are the women that you have to communicate with in order to get things done that you need. Very disrespectful, not all of them, but most of them who reach the state level jobs, they have this superiority complex. And they believe that because they make so much money that they can find a high quality guy. But that's almost the opposite. You'll just find a bunch of leeches and hood niggas that you will attend to. Then 10 years goes down the line, you stuck with three kids, you know the baby father too, but that last kid, that's a coin toss, right? And these situations and scenarios happen everywhere in the black community. It was like what I was talking about last month. You know what I mean? It's not the Maury show anymore. This is real fucking life. This isn't a Maury show episode. You know what I mean? So, like, art imitates life. Sometimes life imitates art. But at the end of the day, the man is the one who has to do the upgrading. Not the women. The women upgrade by the men that they're with. I don't think a lot of you guys pay attention. Even when you look at these celebrities or these women who were with celebrities who became celebrities because they were with the guy, then they break up and they become their own success Kim Kardashian um, Saweetie uh, Amber Rose hell we can even go deeper into Superhead a lot of you guys remember her known for just sucking off just the throat demon just sucking off all the rappers and entertainers and she was actually one of the first ones who was publicly known for sucking dick Imagine if you go through your entire life as a woman, right? And you may try to become better educated. You may try to be more established in whatever craft that you're in. And then you find out that the only thing that you are known for, the only thing that people recognize you from is sucking dick. Like, just the bottom of the barrel, right? And I said something brave almost a month ago now. I said, when you're dealing with modern-day women as sexual partners, right, you have, you are better off, you are safer with fucking a porn star than fucking a lot of these modern-day women. Why would you say that? Oh, okay. Porn stars are porn stars, right? People know this. People like porn stars. 
people dislike porn stars, right? But porn stars are paid actors. And as a paid actor, you belong to an agency. And in most, if not all agencies that do X-rated films, pictures, websites, and shit like that, they all have to get tested. That's mandatory. These modern-day women are sleeping around, fucking whoever, not getting tested, not taking care of themselves. They look the part, but they definitely are not really good, worthy partners. They're just not. So I said yesterday in the episode I didn't get a chance to upload, there's no such thing as just keeping it casual today. Keeping it casual equals complications. It's like our way of interacting and dealing with one another isn't necessarily face-to-face anymore. You still got COVID. You still got the pandemic. You got this variant that's coming out, like a mixtape. They're teasing it. They're dropping They're dropping snippets of the new information about this new virus coming that's, as I would assume, is going to purposely cripple the economy. Now, they crippled the economy when this shit first hit because they closed everything right away. They forced everybody to wear masks. Then, when the vaccine became something, a lot of these jobs, like where I work at for the company I work for, they made the vaccines mandatory, right? So now you got mandatory vaccination, all right? I got my two shots, fuck it, it is what it is. But then they say, well, when this year comes along, you still have to wear a mask. Now, here's the problem, and I'm going a little bit to the left here, but I have to make this point. The CDC, addressed the situation with the vaccines. We have these vaccination cards, like we're in Nazi Germany. We have our star. So they know that we are the sheeple who followed their orders, okay? Yet, they bring back mandatory mask requirements. They bring back all this other shit to prepare for the booster shot. And just like little sheep, just like suckers we are in this society, we just follow. We go along to get along. And at the end, we still get hit with the bullshit. So going back to what I was saying, the interaction between men and women are not are no longer physical interactions. They're no longer uh, verbal interactions. They're all through phones, smartphones, computers, dating apps, hookup apps. And it has poisoned the society. It has turned women into thoughts who promote themselves sexually but still wanted to be respected. And it turned guys like me into cold-hearted savages who can no longer put up with the bullshit, can no longer put up with the double speech and the double standards when it comes to these broads. And I won't tolerate and sit back and pretend that all of this shit is cool. So if you're that guy, right, going back into the topic itself, you see a woman, 
she got everything going on, right? She's in shape. She takes care of herself. She doesn't need tons of makeup to be the woman that she truly is, right? Don't jump to conclusions. If anything, and this is going to sound like terrible, toxic advice, but fuck it. Try to find all of the negative within her before just praising the positive. This is what all women do, by the way. This is why the guys who are physically attractive will only be the guys who she fucks primarily. The same women that these guys, the same, the same guy that these women want to fuck aren't the same guy that they want relationships with. Sometimes it is, but other times it isn't. Especially today. Now, it would be a thing where we all hear it, alpha fucks, beta bucks. It's facts. That's why her college years is all about being liberated and having her fun and protecting herself and get plan B and if there's a problem and you have an unexpected pregnancy get an abortion we support you so what she can do now is she can go to college party it up sleep around fuck all of the alphas that she sees in her natural selection and then when she gets out of college and she wants to settle down she'll go to the safe and secure guy the safe guy meaning he is by default committed by default he is faithful by default he's the guy who's always going to be around and with security that ties in with money where he is at financially where he is at with his status now the funny thing when you talk about betas and alphas when you turn 30 that shit is no longer I wouldn't say it's no longer relevant. It's just no longer a priority. Most people who are in their 30s, especially men, they have their minds made in what direction they want to go. Now, at one time or another, it was in the 20s when the guys knew their direction where they wanted to go. But all of the distractions, institutions, and colleges that kind of keep men just in line it doesn't really do nothing for the man as an individual but him and the collective or the institute or the college he goes it puts him in a higher status today colleges aren't really useful and I'm going to be quite frank when I talk this your best option for the young adults out there is to find a trade school find something that you like to do and try to build that into a career once you do that, you, you've established yourself in a direction or you've put yourself in a direction that can establish you as a union worker, uh, somebody in building trades, electricians, um, even childcare, right? When you meet these women, you already have your mindset on what you're doing in life. That's how it should be. You shouldn't be just lost in the world looking for women. Terrible combination. And quite frankly, it's a road to um, utter destruction. Have, uh, don't, 
don't don't jump to conclusions when you meet these women, right? Don't instantly praise the woman. I already told y'all, stop complimenting women. If she's a beautiful woman and you tell her she's a beautiful woman, it will mean nothing to her unless she's attracted to you. If she says, oh, that's, that's very nice, thanks, she may give you a compliment back. Boom, you got your opening. These bitches, they don't deserve any compliments. They already put themselves out there on the internet for her controlled audience. Most women have a controlled audience. I want y'all to realize what I'm talking about. When you have guys being um, canceled, you have cancel culture. The people who are in the positions to make those things happen are the women. They have what is called her controlled audience. Now, forget about entertainment when I talk about this. Let's turn the control audience into her orbiters. Her controlled audience is her orbiters. It's the men who she really has no attraction to. She may find them to be nice guys, laugh out loud, right? She may find them to be big brothers, laugh out loud. She may find them to be her best friends, laugh my fucking ass off, right? She can control what's around her. She can manipulate those around her because they put her in the center, right? That's her controlled audience. The weak-minded men, and this isn't just beta males. You got a lot of these alphas who don't know what the fuck they're talking about, right? But they're alpha males. And maybe it's because of the people's inferiority complex that they feel lesser than, but they'll look at these guys because their position is alphas and they'll say wow man this guy is on top of his game some of the most idiotic people that you will meet in the manosphere are your so-called alphas i call them costume alphas right i represent the sigma lifestyle meaning there's alphas there's betas And then there's Sigmas. Sigmas don't play the game that Alphas play. Right? We don't play the game that the Alpha male plays because our goal is not to be the head of the pack, the center of attention. Our goal is to lead our own paths, to become our own leaders, and maybe someday along the way to be able to mentor and guide others. It's not about being a leader. Damn sure not about it's damn sure not about being a follower either. It's about having your own path, right? We don't give a fuck about what a bitch makes. Like I'm just gonna keep it 1,000 with you. I had a couple of girlfriends who were generous, right? They were generous people. If they wanted to go out somewhere. There'll be times where I'm like, yo, I don't even have it right now. Like, I'll be working jobs that are like part-time, taking my hours away. You know, in the past, I didn't like that anymore, shit. I'm talking my shit right now in my vehicle, still getting paid, you feel me? So none of that shit's happening today. But I'm saying back in the day when I had these girlfriends and 
they wanted to go out, it would be a Friday or Saturday, I tell them, look, my pockets are tapped. I got like fifty dollars to my name type shit. They're like, nah, nah, we'll just we'll go out. I got it. Yeah? Yeah, I got it. And you know what? Those women, there's only two of them that did this. I will not say a bad word about them. We didn't we may have not have ended the right way. It may have been a lot of bullshit, a lot of gossiping after the breakup, but that's cool. Because they at least showed initiative in the relationship. You see, they tell women that it's about equality. It's about equal rights. 50 50. 50 50, right? But these women who I've been in relationships with, two of them have really been on some committed shit. Yo, if I don't have it, she has it. She's willing to share. You know what I mean? So it was really 50-50. Sometimes, though, she does that enough. I feel obligated. I'm not going to have a woman just do things for me and I don't return the favor. But it's after the woman does something for me that I praise her for that or I take her out because of that and I buy things for her. See, today, if a guy does that, he's a simp. Guys take shit above and beyond what they really is. If you compliment a woman, you're a simp, right? That's what, This is what these costume alphas say, right? But if you catch these niggas on their off time, they're on Instagram DMing bitches. They're doing the same thing that everybody else, every man is doing today. Whether they have game or they don't, whether they're able to spit game and actually get these women or they're not, it's happening. You know what I mean? It's going on. So I don't know why these dudes believe that by them telling guys, hey, uh, don't compliment women. I tell guys not to compliment women because of two reasons. One, women are egomaniacs. They have more of an ego than men have. It's just men don't see women that way because a lot of guys are still on that Disney Disney blue pill bullshit and they see them as sugar spice and everything nice. They don't really see the narcissism that they truly have. They don't see the entitlement that they truly have. They're not paying attention to the lack of self-accountability because they're too busy looking at the physical. And we got to do better as men when it comes to that. Everything that glitters ain't gold. Right? Everything that glimmer, everything that, that glitters ain't gold. But you'll have men still chasing these women on a physical level. But if they knew what she was physically doing with her spare time, a lot of these guys would tap the fuck out. That's why a lot of dudes are tapping the fuck out. You know, it, it, it's it's not hard to tell when you see videos with these teens in high school in the bathrooms twerking. These females 
or in the colleges shaking their ass, fucking everything moving. But as a guy, we have to remain in control. We have to be able to observe and not necessarily react on an emotional level, and it gets difficult. You're, if you're that guy, right, who just wants happiness and who just wants a life partner, there's guys out there who want that. And I would be lying to you if I told you, if I told everybody that I don't think about that. Finding a life partner, like a partner in crime, like a sidekick, somebody that's going to always be there. There's guys who want that. But as they get older and as they begin to really develop and mature, and I'm not talking about just in a physical sense, I'm talking about emotionally, psychologically, mentally, they'll begin to realize that all of those things are a facade. That life partner that people talk about, it becomes a facade. It's like a gimmick. Happily ever after is a gimmick. Some people weren't going to live happily ever after. A lot of these women who are out here parading, fucking dudes left and right, they're not going to be walking down the aisle anytime soon. Not with a guy who they see as uh, physically attractive. As I stated before, Alpha Fucks Beta Bucks, she's going to find a safe guy who has things taken care of financially. So at the very least, she can come up off of this guy. I got this loud-ass truck coming. Hold on. Got this loud-ass truck. She'll find a guy who's just good enough, right? He's a nice guy. He's a hard-working guy, right? The guy has no idea about her sexual history. Zero. No ideas about her party years. He has no cares. He's your beta male. He's your beta male provider. And he's a guy that can be easily manipulated. He's a guy that can be easily controlled by the woman. And he's ultimately the guy who is going to be broken, angry, depressed. A lot of guys are taking their own lives self-deletion over these wild wicked bitches who they decide to hook up with just off of face value we have to learn as men to separate the physical from everything else similar to what I was talking about earlier when you take the red pill Any physical feature that a woman has, it's stripped. You can see how these women truly interact. You can see what these women truly do on their off time. And you'll know if a woman is worthy of your time or not. If not, you're just going to be one of these guys. Right? You're going to be one of these guys who just go off of face value. You'll be one of these guys who go after women who don't deserve you. You're worth more than these women are worth. 
but you're willing to do any and everything to get the attention of these bitches. And it's so ass backwards and it's sad because these are the guys who truly get fucked over. And there's only a small percentage of guys, right? Who get fucked over to a point where they're not going to take it anymore. And either they're going to better themselves for themselves or they're just going to kill themselves slowly but surely. They don't have to commit suicide. They can just forget about their passion. They can stop doing their hobbies. They can stop being around friends. They can close themselves in. And they'll slowly die. You can be alive on the physical and be dead on a spiritual level. When I think about women, I think about zombies. Modern day women are zombies. They're they're physically alive, but they're emotionally, spiritually, and mentally dead. They have no quality to really compete for a guy, right? And they have no worth for guys to compete for but there's still desperate simps that will compete for it. See what I mean? So like, the only reason why these women are still relevant is because of the simps who pedestalize her. The orbiters, her controlled audience. I talked about this before. You're not gonna understand this in the midst of a relationship. You might understand it. You might connect with it. But sometimes you got to take yourself out of the game and put yourself in the audience and become a spectator and see everything happen from your perspective in a different angle. History is doomed to repeat itself. Nothing is new under the sun. When femininity became toxic, was at the same time where, in their perspective, masculinity has became toxic. In the same way of the old days, the shield and sword days, the blacksmith days, you had the barbarians, you had the warriors, you had the fighters, you you had the people who defended the land, These were the most barbaric, savage individuals in civilization because of how they handled their problems. But the women who lived in that village, the women who lived in those areas at that time, they didn't see those men that way. They seen them as guardians and protectors and providers, people who help. Today, those same men are seen as evil, savages, dogs, And it's all repeating itself. It's just in a different fashion. We're not going around with with swords and shields anymore. Unless you're white knighting. (laughs) Unless you're Sir Cuckalot, the white knight. Pedestalizing bitches, getting nothing out of it. And see, this is where these guys wake up. The guys who are just pedestalizing women, they start to understand, like, wait a minute. This isn't benefiting me. You know what I'm saying? They look at it as, well, damn, I'm benefiting these bitches. Wow. 
I'm putting all my time and effort in women that won't give me any time of the day. I'm wasting my energy in a woman that wouldn't even waste her energy to message back, to respond back. This is where you guys need your red pill reality check. We're in a different day and age where chivalry is in fact dead and it's not coming back. The only people that keep it alive are these white knights and these simps. And these simps and white knights get nothing out of the deal that they've created. The nice guys who feel that their kindness is a weapon against the masculinity and the true essence of a man are sadly mistaken. And they're proven wrong every day. This is why the black pills become overpopulated with guys who bitch and complain. Guys who don't put in the effort in they don't put any effort in themselves to make themselves a better person, a worthy person in their own mind, but they expect women to see them in a completely different fashion. Dropping red pills today. That's what we do. We dropping red pills today. It's about 9.16, almost 45 minutes in. I think I'm going to push this to an hour, maybe a little under an hour. Stop at 9.30-ish. And I think after that, I think that will be the episode. I can finally upload it, have it running, share it, get it out there. But really, when I started the Red Pill Party podcast, better yet, back in 2014, when I started the public service announcement with Jersey Judas, Jersey Judas PSA to be exact, there were a lot of spectators, right? There were a lot of people who was looking at my videos going, what the fuck is he talking about? Because my perspective and my opinions are completely different than a person who you would expect me to sound like or an attitude that you would expect me to have or a style or a way of talking about things that you expect me to talk about. I don't go along with the rules of society. I don't give a shit about society. As a whole, I don't care. Right? I don't have kids, so I can't really be that guy who's a father figure or any of that sorts. Like that's not my goal. Like I'm not one of these simps. I'm not like uh what's that dude? Something Jackson, whatever his name is, who just comes on here, lies, comes up with stories and Concepts with no real meaning and no real principle behind it. I don't do that. Which is why I don't advertise, I don't promote myself in the same way that everybody else does. Everybody else, they have multiple platforms that they do work, they do videos, they do podcasts. Maybe a soundbite, three-minute videos and shit like that. I don't do that. Like, I'm all in. The only time I'll do a 15 or 20-minute recording is if I have something else to go on top of that. I like my red pills in, in large amounts. I got medicine bottles of red pill you know what I mean so you never want to be the guy 
who puts in all of the effort, who dishes out all of the compliments, who spends all of your money, try to impress these hoes. Or in actuality, trying to impress women in general. If you're a guy who's taking care of himself physically, if you're a guy who has things going on, and if you are automatically in a surrounding where women are there, they'll notice you. You don't have to do much. But if you're a guy who wants the attention, who need, who feels that you need the attention just like these women, then you'll fall victim to the same consequences and repercussions as women. The only difference is, as a man, your consequences and repercussions are viewed by everybody. These women make mistakes after mistakes after mistakes, sexually, romantic-wise, relationship-wise, and they can just excuse it, keep going. Nobody's going to question it. And if they do question her, they get crucified because who are you to judge a woman? But I can't say, who are you to judge a man? Stay in your fucking place. Stay in your lane. I can't say that because I'm bad. Women say that and they're empowered. Fuck these bitches. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying that as calm, cool, collective as possible because I have no reason to lose my temper when it comes to dealing with low-hanging fruit. I, I literally have nothing to lose. You can't cancel somebody who's already established. You can't. You can't cancel a guy who is not established into something, and you can't cancel a guy who's already established. This is why everybody, all of the women, especially black women, Hispanic women, and a lot of white women, they want people like Kevin Samuels canceled. But Kevin Samuels was Kevin Samuels before the videos. Kevin Samuels was Kevin Samuels before the popularity. He's a consultant. He's known. He's already a status symbol. So by these women wanting to cancel him, it just made him more popular with men. Because if women go against you on a large scale, you have to be saying something, right? It's the only time they go against you. If you're saying bullshit and you're saying something that makes no sense, these women won't pay you any mind because they know that you're bullshitting. But when somebody like Kevin Samuels comes on here and really exposes the nature of these women, these women are in panic mode. They're like, yeah, I can't believe this man would come on here and speak so much truth. We can't have guys like Kevin Samuels here. We can't have the manosphere here where all of our secrets and all of the information that we keep to ourselves is now being put out there to men? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't have a guy like Coach Greg Adams going on YouTube promoting a free agent lifestyle, telling these guys not to take these women serious, not to look at these women as anything other than partners, sexual partners. We can't have guys like Rolo Tomasi, the rational male, coming out with books and, and literature trying to educate men about what's going on with today's women and hypergamy. We can't have those things. See, this is how the women look at us. 
because they understand that we starting to wake up. We're living a completely different lifestyle that is completely opposite of feminism. So we can't cooperate. We can't participate in conversations and interactions with these type of women. We can't. Even if you wanted to. I'll tell you a quick story and then I'm going to get ready to wrap this up, right? So this was towards my official red pill stage. I had a purple pill phase, right? Where I felt that I can balance the red pill knowledge within the blue pill world, right? So I go on the dating apps, I'm, start, I'm talking to chicks. And I think a chick who came across my profile who matched with me, right? She ends up messaging me. We talk. And I guess she looked at my actual Facebook and she saw a lot of the red pill content or she at least seen a lot of the things that I read, that I would share that was related to the red pill, whether it was by me or somebody else. Because at that time, I was doing what I'm doing now just on Facebook Live. And it was okay for the time being. But then a lot of people got emotional. A lot of people started reporting my shit. And I got a lot of trolls in my inbox. So I ended up cutting that shit out. But she asked me, what is this that you're talking about with the red pill? (laughs) I already knew that this wasn't going to go the way that I wanted to go. So I just kept it frank. I said the red pill is men who are aware, men who know about what's going on with today's women. They know about their sexual nature. They understand hypergamy. And I'm breaking all of this shit down to a science to this chick. Now, something told me, hmm, maybe I should look at her profile. Alright, so in the midst of the conversation, I decided to click on her profile. And she has proud womanist. And I said, oh, right. So I asked her, just being smart, because I already knew this conversation wasn't going to go anywhere. I said, so what's all this on your profile about womanism? Right? No response. I said, that's what I thought. Because look, I already tell you guys, I tell you guys all the time, man. If you want to be red pill, you want to follow the lifestyle. There's a lot of people in your life that aren't going to understand it. So the best thing you can do is treat it like you're a fucking mason. Like you're in a secret society. Unless they're willing to understand and, and really grasp on what you're talking about, don't mention it. It's like the fight club, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> It's a secret society. All we ask is trust. (laughs) Facts. It's a secret society, baby. Like, it's not necessarily a secret anymore, but I'm saying with our personal lives, like me displaying this in my podcast is different than me going around telling bitches that they're useless and they're worthless. I know better. I know the consequences and repercussions, so I know when to keep my mouth shut, but when I'm on these podcasts, man, all the gloves is off. 
it's like bare knuckle boxing right now. You know what I mean? This is like huh, tournament of champions. This is like the Super Bowl, the, the motherfucking playoffs, basketball championship finals, nigga. And we're going for the ring. These women, they're going for the ring too, but the ring that they're going for, they're not gonna get it. <laughs> these hoes are not getting married. Stop impersonating these female celebrities. You're not cut from that cloth, women. Cut it out. If you're average, act average. Be approachable. Be kind. And you'll find a man very easily. See, that's the thing with women. Check this out, right? If a guy is friendly, if a guy is kind to a woman, right? He's seen as a sucker, right? But all these women would have to do to find a worthy guy is be friendly, be nice, be approachable. Be able to, to, to hold on and, and, and have a conversation of meaning. Instead of talking about makeup and twerking and Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and uh, Lizzo, the fat bitch, like, cut it out. You're not celebrities. For you guys out there, you know what I mean, keep yourself in the game, but at the same time, take the, take the time to step out of that game and be a part of the audience and be a spectator to see what's going on. But it's about 9.30, 9.29, wrapping this up. We're at about 56 minutes, under an hour. Uh, something that I told myself I wasn't going to do, but I did it anyway, and I'm proud of that because a lot of things were said. There's a lot of things that I kind of didn't go on, but there's always another day. There's always another time. There's always another episode here. But in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, this has been the Red Pill Party Podcast. I'm signing out. I'm going back in. I'm getting the rest of this fucking work done. And I'm going home and preparing myself for the same shit the next day. Peace.